but that's when tackle football began. And yeah. at that point, I was yeah. four toothpicks. Yeah, you were very skinny. Attached to one toothpick. <laughs> I would have been snapped in yeah. five different places. Yeah. Pooping my pants as an adult twice. I could say that. But like, I, I don't know. For also, me, I'm not, I'm not like, yeah, I was like, I, I don't like... I don't, I think it's funny. I like at 18 years old started balding. The receding hairline was like back here in the middle of my head. The only thing that really guarantees hair is. And welcome back to the Fortitude podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Sarah Wallace. And today I get the immense pleasure of interviewing my husband, Micah Wallace. He's in the hot seat here. I trimmed my beard for this. So. <laughs> You have to trim your beard to be able to answer questions effectively. Yeah. And I, I cut my fingernails. Wow. So really cleaned up. Yeah. You're getting the best today. The best version. The yeah. best. The best. The, the best. The best. The best. The best. The best. The best. You just do that for an hour. <laughs> Skipping record. Yeah. You got some good you, ones for you me? You think you're ready? As ready as I'll ever be. Okay. We're going to, let's go deep. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, right off the booty bang? Shall we just dive in? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Okay. Oh, we're kind of matching. I know. I definitely noticed that. Blue on blue. As it goes. Yep. I didn't even call each other. <laughs> we did not. Just walked out of the closet and we're matching. I mean, I, I didn't. Right. Don't worry. Well, let's just kick it off where it all began. Okay. For little baby Micah Wallace. Aw. Bro- <laughs> I don't like that oh. at all. You don't. No. You don't like my baby sound. No, it's it's freaky. But it's pretty accurate. Uh, that's why it's freaky. <laughs> it freaks me out. So I'm like, stop. <laughs> Your face gets all weird when you do it. Well, I have to turn into a baby. I'm I'm full method. Well, I go full method. Yeah. When I when I commit, I commit. So anyway, um, <laughs> yes, I was born in. I, I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say my my year. Oh, the year you were born? Yeah, oh, why? I was gonna get. I was gonna give away my age. Wait, you were born because in... I'm gonna be 25 for the rest of my life. Why? Why do you want to be? Why do you want to be 25 for the rest of your life? Physically. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not mentally. Physically. Okay. I wish. I wish I could have. I'm sure I'm gonna say the same thing at, at 40 and 50 and 60. Like, have my like mature. Yes. And, but it's impossible. It's just like the paradox of life. I You're know. Never, gonna have because you have to go through life to mature <laughs> yeah and go, go through, through experiences life, your to, body gets more decrepit but there, i mean people there's that guy that's spending i think two million a year on keeping himself young i think he like takes his son's blood and stuff what yeah i don't know he does like a lot of, like red light therapy and I've all that stuff i've not heard of this you haven't no so maybe that's something to consider i mean there's certain things you can do but yeah know about taking other people's blood that freaks me out what <laughs> yeah i don't i i mean yeah I, I haven't looked exactly into it that was just like a headline mm. you know how those oh go. sure like a yeah what, it, what do they call that uh clickbait yes yeah that's it exactly yeah so. that, that's very clickbaity oh yeah i was born in wisconsin broadhead wisconsin Shout out to Broadhead, Wisconsin. Nice. Probably doesn't get a ton of shout outs just because it's so small. It's a cute place. It is a sweet place. Yeah. Town of 3,500 people, 3,600 wow. people, 3,200 people. It depends on what sign you see. There's there's three mm. or four different signs. Mm-hmm. It de- depends on what uh, direction you come direction in from. You come in from. <laughs> it says a different population, but it's around that, like thirty between 3,200 and 3,600. Yeah. And I actually lived in the country. Yeah. 
on like a hundred acres of farmland that uh, my grandparents owned mm-hmm. and so i was yeah far, farm grown it's pretty cool that you grew up in the house that your grandparents built built right yep yep yeah my grand grandpa built our house house my <laughs> <laughs> grandpa built our house and we've been in there i mean my entire life yeah, yeah. and it's still in very good shape it actually just survived a a tornado yeah that was crazy that was crazy yeah there are pictures of uh, we had we had at least i think 60 trees at one point yeah and we're down to like 20 or something like that the Mm -hmm. tornado completely took out three quarters of the trees surrounding the house as well as the sheds there are like two sheds that were decimated on the Mm. same property Mm -hmm. and the house is untouched yeah there were some shingles uh, that got, you know, like ripped off or whatever, yeah. but nothing that's serious. nothing serious. Yeah. And I mean, that is a miracle. That's a miracle for sure. Um, God definitely had his hand in that. Yeah. It was crazy. Cause I was FaceTiming my brother at the time. We were, we were like playing a video game together. It was me, my oldest brother who lives in Taiwan, my brother in, in Wisconsin, I'm here in New York and we're, we're a FaceTiming mm. and it's a way mm-hmm. of like we're connecting mm-hmm. and and he's like, oh, I got to go to the basement. Apparently we have a tornado warning. Yeah. And so that. he went down and, and we're, we're on the face to, or, or, you know, we're, we're talking mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he's just like, we hear this loud crash. He's like, oh, I got to go. I got to go. And he hung up. Yeah. And I remember that. And you're like, well, and I was like, well, that's the worst way you can <laughs> leave a conversation yeah. with your family. Mm-hmm. And so I was like kind of freaking out. I was texting him and he wasn't answering. And then, but like 10 minutes later, which 10 minutes in that like right. span feels, much feels like an hour. Yeah. He got back to me. He's just like, he's like, I think we just got hit by a tornado. And so he was there and my mom and they were in the basement and they said it was just like five seconds of really craziness, loud, right? loud, 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 loud. Yeah. Uh, and then just nothing. Just- Absolutely. Quiet. Quiet. That's so freaky. Yeah, really crazy. Mother Nature is nuts. It's terrifying. Yeah. Mother Nature can't is control like, it. Just when you think you're in control, it kind of like yeah. comes back and is like tells you who's in charge. Yeah. Have you ever been especially in- like waters, yeah. like when when floods happen and tsunamis and right, uh, but hurricanes, tornadoes, yeah, but, um, nature disasters are pretty wild. I haven't ever experienced uh like been in the midst of a nature disaster. Have you? I don't think so. I haven't like never, an earthquake? You yeah. haven't even done an earthquake? I mean, yeah, I've been, but nothing, not not like scary. We, nothing severe. Well, we saw a tornado yeah, last but time it was, home. It wasn't scary. No, it was it was a little ways away. But it, it was like, it was tearing up a town a little bit ago. Yeah. Right, a little bit ago. A little, a little ways out. Yeah. So that's probably the closest thing yeah. that I saw. Same, I guess. So, um... So that was crazy. So yeah, yeah. so anyway, grow up on a farm. House is still standing. House is still standing. <laughs> um, praise God. Mm-hmm. We have a big family. Mm-hmm. There's eight of us collectively, six siblings. Yeah, six kids. Six kids, yes. Mom, dad, and then I have two sisters and three brothers. Mm-hmm. So there's four four boys, two girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm the second to youngest. Mm-hmm. And we were all homeschooled until high school. Wow. Yeah, That's I cr- know. A lot of people, was that surprising when you found that out? It or, was surprising or when, or I, when I found like, out. No, you are a weirdo. No, <laughs> not saying that all. Hey, shout out to the homeschoolers. Not saying you're all weird, mm-hmm. but there is definitely a stigma, of course, for, a stigma for homeschoolers of like that you 
don't know how to communicate with yeah, human beings. Yeah, don't know how to be social. Or how to be, yeah, social, which it depends on how, how you're, I think how you, how it's done because my parents ask. did a really good job at yeah. uh, making sure that we were in choir and show choir and basketball, football, baseball, yeah. different activities that we did during the summer mm-hmm. to make sure we were around kids so of that course. when we went into high school, it wasn't like we were going in there and being like, what are people. these people? So then were you doing those activities with the people that you were then going to be in school with? Yeah. So you already knew mm-hmm. people when yeah, you went it, to we, school? We, it, was, it was our grade. Okay. Like we would always do it with our grade, like flag football, yeah. uh, basketball camp, all these things. It was a pretty easy transition to go into high school yeah. that way. Yeah. And I think why we had decent social skills yeah. um, going in where people seem to always be surprised when I say that I was homeschooled. But I feel like it's, it's rarer these, like now when you meet people who are homeschooled. I feel like it's done differently now. Um, or I don't know better. Obviously I'm not an expert. I don't, I wasn't homeschooled. I've never homeschooled anyone. I know nothing, but it seems like the more people I meet now who have been homeschooled, none of them are socially awkward. They're all, they're all great people. Right. And I'm not, I'm not saying for myself, but typically they get better grades in high school. Yeah. Like they academically, they seem to, do better. Do well. Yeah. Um, well, you and your siblings were all like at the top of your classes. Yeah. Yeah. Three, three of us were salutatorian, valedict, two salutatorians, valedictorian, and then the others were, uh, you know, high, like top 10 of their class. Yeah. And, and that's, that's just a testament to mom. And mm-hmm. she was the one that schooled it. Yeah. So it's funny. My mom homeschooled us all. And then when we went to high school, our dad taught us English. That was funny. And so he was our teacher uh, in high school in English and our coach. He coached football, basketball, track. And oh, wow. So, yeah. So if you did any of those sports, you would you probably had uh, him as a coach. Yeah. He was a great coach. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Yeah, I bet he was a great teacher as well. He was. He was very good. He yeah. was a very good teacher. Yeah. Uh, there was one time he, he had a, a rule where you would get, I think, five points as long as you showed up on mm, time, mm, as long as mm, you showed up on time mm-hmm. and you were there in class, you got five points mm-hmm. that would go towards your grade. Mm-hmm. And so, but if you were late, you got zero, mm. you got a zero. And so there was one time and I don't <laughs> remember why I, I don't remember where I was coming from, Yeah, but I, it was like, I was cutting it really close and mm-hmm. I had, I was like running throughout <laughs> the high school to get to the class. And of course the class just, loved that I was about to be late uh-huh. because they were, and they were like counting down, yeah. counting, like looking at the clock and counting down like five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> and literally it, Hoping the, the bell late. went ding, ding. And then I stepped in. It was like, I mean, probably five seconds, yeah. not within five seconds. Yeah. If that, it was like three, two, one, ding, ding. I like come running in and everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> and he goes, you're out of there. Wait, did you have to leave? No, he just goes like, oh. you, you, like got a zero. Yeah, I still got an A in his class, but <laughs> um, but that was that was funny. That is funny. Yeah, well, that's fun. So you yeah. had your parents. He was very good at not favoriting. Sure. Um, like he was very much. He he told us like especially in basketball. Yeah, parents can be a little about sports a little bit sure much uh when sure. it comes like they, they they think that their kid is the the absolute 
you know, LeBron James. Yeah. And so I'm sure that's pro- going to be us. Like, you know, oh, when, when we have a kid, it's just literally Absolutely like, perfect. Um, they're a star. Yeah. Why aren't they getting time? <laughs> um, yeah. But he was like, you have to prove to them why I'm starting you. Sure. And probably even had more pressure on you. It, it, in d- that he way. definitely did. He definitely, I think he was harder on us than yeah. he was other sure. students yeah. for that reason because mm-hmm. he didn't want to show or seem like he was favoring us, yeah. which I appreciated. Of course. Um, so you played sports. I did. You mentioned show choir. <laughs> yeah. Is that's, that... I don't know if that would consider a sport. <laughs> it is the way I've seen the videos of you doing it. Hey, we were, it was, it was hardcore. It, show yeah. choir at Broadhead High School was a big deal. And the thing with that <laughs> is like, people are like, oh my gosh, it's like glee or whatever. But for, for our school, like football players were in high we're in show choir. Yeah. Football players, basketball players. I mean, it was the popular kids. Yeah. The like cool kids. Everyone. It was very much not like a you weren't beat up for being sure. in show. No choir. one made fun of you. No, because yeah. if you if you did, the football players would beat them up. Sure. Like because they were literally in it like linemen. Also in show choir. Linemen. <laughs> like this this guy uh um this guy who is in our high school, he was I think he got a full ride as a he got the discus and shot put record. Oh wow! Both of those at our at our school for sure, and then went on to do it at the col- like D one college level. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was like a, a crazy athlete mm-hmm. when it came to that. Mm-hmm. He was in show choir, yeah, you know. One, come and one, so, come all. That's exactly. awesome. That's cool. So it was awesome. So I feel like that's probably where I got the performing bug a little bit. Yeah. I I really enjoyed that. So I did show choir. I also did basketball those were two those were like my two main things basketball I didn't and do football okay i did i did flag football and then once high school happened uh that that's when tackle football right uh, began and yeah. at that point i was yeah. four toothpicks yeah you were very skinny attached to one toothpick <laughs> yeah. and that's like i would have been snapped in yeah. five different places yeah. if i got tackled so uh, I didn't do that. Yeah. I didn't start lifting until sophomore year of high school was mm. when I wanted to start. I wanted to get stronger for basketball. Okay. Um, so I, so I wasn't, you know, getting pushed around as much. Yeah. So that's when that kind of started. And it literally started with me like benching the bar. <laughs> I, I mean, it was, yeah. it was seriously like that at that point. Yeah. And you know, for me, I was like, I don't care. I don't care what people think. Yeah. Like it, it, this may look like I'm quote unquote weak, but I don't care because I just want to get stronger yeah. and get better. Got to start somewhere. And then I did uh, just like eventually it, uh, you know, I, I progressed and got up to, I think yeah. my, my highest that I got up to, um, not to brag or anything, but was 265 at, at bench. Is that a lot? Which, I mean, I don't know. It was a lot for me, but I think a lot of other people, they, they rip that out pretty easily. I mean, I, I, but I for still where only, I started, can only bench the bar, I so. literally started barely benching the bar, you know, and got up to that. I can't do that anymore. But it just goes to show it's like, no matter where you're at, like just don't care about what people are thinking about yeah. you if you're in the gym. I'm a or, huge or advocate any- of working out. I just think it does so much to your mentality uh, because there's so much, like mind and body are so together Yeah. Uh, when it comes to your your mental health and you know, your desire, your motivation, of your, course. your drive, yeah. uh, just w- what it does for your mentality, mm-hmm. I think is so important. Like pushing through what's hard 
like do, doing things that are hard like yeah. that, like working yeah. out is hard and it's yeah. painful. Yeah. It's not comfortable. Yeah. I think that that starts to train you and your mind to go after things that are uncomfortable Absolutely. and hard. And, Absolutely. uh, it, it's all, it's all one. Yeah. So I think that applies to anything. It's not just working out. It's, it's anything, you know, like you were saying, you, we weren't going to let the fact that you could barely bench the bar stop you from starting. Right. And so many people let the fear of what people are going to think or the fear of failure stop them from even starting. Right. And then they never make the progress because of fear. Right. That's not just in the gym. That's with any kind of pursuit, you know? Yep. Like if you were doing theater or show choir and say it was something that people were going to make fun of, you know, even things like that, that people really want to do, but they don't because they're afraid of what someone's going to think. Yep. So it good on you yeah. when you were 16 years yeah. old. I think where do you, where I was do you, like 16 or 17. Where do you think that, that came from? Like, where do you feel like your mentality of kind of, I, I mean, obviously I didn't know you when you were that age. I met you when, how old were you when we met? That was 2015. I think 16. 17. What? <laughs> um, 25, 24? 25, 25 going on 26. Okay. When we met. Um, I was 25 when we met. Okay. Yeah. Well, cause you've never, ever since I met you, you've never cared what anyone thinks you've just always been yourself and been like, this is who I am. This is my personality. You can like take it or leave it. And not in an abrasive way, if that makes sense, but just in a way where you're just unapologetically yourself and you don't, you don't let like the fear of embarrassment stop you from doing the things that you want to do or just being who you are. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't, I definitely don't embarrass very easily. I feel like I've asked you, I feel like we've had conversations with random, <laughs> randomly with other people where it's like, what's your most embarrassing moment? You're like, I really it's don't hard have for me. One. It's hard, hard for me to think. I'm like, oh, I could say pooping my pants as an adult twice. I could say that. But like, I, I don't know for also, me. I'm not, I'm not like, yeah, I was like, I, I don't like, I don't, I think it's funny. Um, <laughs> most people would probably say that's probably really embarrassing. I guess, but um, it's also like, who was, who was there? You just me and my, my friends. Yeah. I know. I think that would, <laughs> that definitely would change a thing. If like I poop my pants in front of like a, in a party yeah. where I didn't know anyone <laughs> like it, that it's in a crowd, that, <laughs> I just like completely lose function. I don't. Yeah. No, that would be more, I think more embarrassing if I were if it was doing something like that in front of people that I don't know very well. Yeah. Um, I'm not a robot. I like, it's not like I have no feelings, like certain comments well, no, or something like course. that can, can trigger me and different, different things. But for the most part, yeah, I just, I didn't, I didn't really care. I went to uh junior prom mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. Me, and, me and my best friend um, in, in high school went as dumb and dumber I was in a full orange suit. He was in a full blue suit, top hat, cane, mm-hmm. everything. Whole shebang. Uh, yeah, my girlfriend at the time, such a trooper. She she wore just like a, a black uh, dress uh, and an orange. Uh, what is this? I was gonna say croissant, but that's not right. This is called corsage. Croissant. The corsage goes on your wrist. Well, then what's this? Like that, a boot. That's a boutonniere, but that's oh, what guys wear. Well, she wears something. Oh, she has something orange. pinned that to was, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was like matching my ridiculous orange that is a trooper because orange is not everyone's color it's not mine i don't think it's most people's color (laughs) um i think some family members were were a little like thinking that i was doing it for attention and stuff and maybe that's maybe that there was some part of that but i i think more than anything i just thought it was gonna be super fun yeah and something 
that I thought would be fun to yeah. do with my, my friend. And yeah. I think it can just really hold you back uh, a lot. Of course. And the older I get, the, the, the easier it is for me to not care as much about what people think as long as I feel like I'm doing something I, I obviously that's moral ethical right you know in that thing I'm yeah. not like doing something immoral yeah and if somebody were to say like hey this is probably you know you know the, my good friends or people that can pull me aside that like that I I care about like I I care about those kind of thoughts but those are coming from very select people. Right. That's, you know? that's when you like build a, a specific and intentional circle of accountability in your life for people that are going to hold you to the standards that they know that you can live up to. Right. And that's not just anyone. Right. It's very few, very few people. I heard Tom Holland say in a podcast, how it's like, if you don't have my, if I don't have your contact and you don't have like in my phone, mm. your opinion is like, kind of irrelevant he's just, well, he was more, he was talking more about like comments sure hate you know yeah. on social media and yeah. things like that of course none of that matters and so if you if you're not in my phone like your opinion you don't know me right you know that kind of thing yeah if you are in my phone and you you didn't call me again then we probably aren't that close yeah like if you didn't text me or call me and say you know personally sit check in and be like, hey, maybe this is wrong, or maybe, the, you know, yeah. do you think about this? Yeah. Again, probably not close enough for your opinion to matter that much. Right. Or it's not something you would never say to someone on the phone or in a text. Right. You, or, to, or face-to-face. I think that rings true. Yeah. Um, a lot. Because there's a lot of angry people uh, yeah. on the internet, especially. Yeah. And now, we, we don't really get much hate. No. Uh, 99% is very positive and supportive and we are so thankful for all of you for just supporting us and being so kind and yeah, generous. Really and encouraging. The people that have come up to us and said hi are, are always so, so, so kind. Yeah. And so we uh, we really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to be posting on the internet, you're, you've got to just be aware that there's yeah. going to be somebody that doesn't like you. And it 100% has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with us of why they don't like us. It's either triggering an insecurity or triggering something that makes them unhappy. People, I mean, this will just always be the case. Like to say that there should never be, uh, like nobody should ever spout hate or never spout um, just like negativity Mm -hmm. is like asking the world to not be insecure anymore. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, because it's either... Whenever I think about come up on something and even even in the thought of being like, oh my gosh, this is so fake or this is so cringe. It's like, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't comment that. Right. And it, even if I did, it's like, okay, well, where, where is that coming right. from? And why is that why triggering did, me? Why did I feel the am need I, to do that? It, 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 is it because it's so fake and cringe or right. is it, am I upset that they're actually really trying like becoming something successful yeah. and they have a lot of views and, and it's like making me feel uh, it's this comparison thing of yeah. like, I'm like, uh, how, how annoying, uh, that this person is really succeeding right. and I'm not, yeah. you know, it always comes back to that. Yeah. Right. So there's always something deeper that that's, that that's hitting. Mm-hmm. And if something is offensive, you know, that, that means it's probably a seed of truth in it. Like if somebody says, 
you're like your your hair is blue like your stupid hair is so blue and stupid <laughs> like would you get offended by that no why well my hair is not blue exactly yeah so you don't get offended by things if you know for a fact they're not true 100 percent. that and that comes down to your self-image yeah though. and knowing who you are and knowing who you are and yeah. whose you are yeah and so if you are if, if you get triggered or offended by yeah. like when it comes to hitting your self image, yeah. then it's probably because they said maybe there's a seed of truth in it that may not be actually true. 100%. That's what I was just going to say. But it's a true that you've believed. Yeah. It's something and that you believe. It's a, maybe a lie that you've, that you've told yourself for so long yep. about yourself. Yep. And they are hitting that button. Yep. So yeah. Uh, where did it, where did that come from? I, I'm not really sure. It's always been you. I've always kind of felt that way yeah. as for as long as I've known. Yeah. And I think I asked mom that too. And she's like, you've always been that way. Yeah. Like is that's a, that's a blessing. So yeah, very, yeah, very grateful for it. Cause I was not that way for most of my life. And it really held me back in many ways that like from like perfectionism, right? Yeah. Yeah. And just caring what people thought of me. So then being like, well, I don't want to do that because someone might think it's dumb even though I want to do that, or I don't want to do that, but I feel like I should because I don't want to get made fun of for not doing that. Right. So that's cool that as a teenager, you were still able to have that strength to be like, nah, I don't care. Right. Because when we're teenagers, like we're, we want to fit in. We want to fit in no oh matter gosh, how old we I are. I still want to be liked. Of course. Like it's not like that's, that went away. It's not like I, I was also, like, I don't care if nobody likes me. That's no, just humans. I, I do care what, that people like me. I still yeah. want people to like me. Yeah. Um, there's still that. Yeah. Switching gears. Oh, okay. So you said that the, that show choir was kind of the thing, like where you got that performing bug, or I know that in the journal that your mom gave me when we got married, so mm. cool what your mom did, how she did that for yeah. all of the kids where she writes down, she documents everything yeah. from, I think all the way up until college. It was, through, it was through college. Literally like I mentioned in the journal. Oh, it is. Yeah. I think it's, I think. I think it's up until, until marriage or until, until we get married or something. I don't know. My, my mom literally yeah. did a journal for every single kid where yeah. she documented basically their life Yeah, it's uh, really cool. up until certain points. Yeah. And then when we got married, she gave it to us and we got to like read it and yeah. it's, it is pretty cool. Yeah. It's really special. Very, very cool. We read it together. And in that she talks a lot about, even from a young age, how you were always singing around the house mm. and how that was always something that she wondered if you were going to pursue because it's you were from a young age you were just naturally doing that mm -hmm. do you have memories of that or yeah i was singing all the time yeah all the time what my first job that i had were was mowing uh mm. and so that was like my first time i had five lawns making 20 bucks a lawn you know as a kid I was rolling. Absolutely. You know, breaking it in. And I would just be belting my face <laughs> off to the point where I think the, I think the neighbors called the cops on me one time. Really? Yes. I think either for a noise complaint or they thought th there was like something wrong. So, like you were screaming, yes. like you were in pain or yes. something. Yes. <laughs> or like trying to get someone's yes. attention. Yes. And <laughs> and then the, the, the lady that I was mowing the lawn for, was just like, Oh no, he's just singing. He sings <laughs> just, what he does. Yeah, when did you know you wanted to pursue that professionally? High school. I loved show choir and loved doing the musicals, but then like, graduating I actually went into musical music education mm. first because mm -hmm. I was like well mm -hmm. there's probably more 
of a chance of me getting a job and a more quote unquote stable job in that. Sure. And so that was my thought process yeah. where I was like, oh, the chances of actually making it as a performer yeah. are so slim yeah. and, you know, spending all this money on college and stuff. Yeah. But then uh, after one semester, I was just talking to a music teacher and he's like, he's like, you need to do what you like are really passionate about and yeah. you can always go back and get your education degree sure. if you really want to do that. Mm -hmm. So then I switched gears and transferred into music, music theater and and then did that and graduated with BFA in that and then yeah. moved out to New York after that, like right after high school. Yeah. Graduated college. I mean, right after college. Mm -hmm. Graduated college in 2014 and moved like that, the end of the summer right in September, that. right after that. Pretty cool that you're, you know, like Bryce and John, like you have college friends that are our dear friends yeah, yeah. still today. Yeah. I think yeah. that's that's awesome. Yeah, I met in college and are like still two two of my best friends. Mm -hmm. We roomed together. We that was the, they were two of the roommates. If you saw our other podcast, which if you haven't yet, subscribe. <laughs> um, it, it it helps us out a lot. Helps the algorithm. And if this is if anything that we talk about could help anybody else uh, that you can think of, send it their way. And um, that's why we started this is to bring value and hopefully what we've gone through or what we talk about can help, help somebody else. Amen. Yeah. There were, there were two of our roommates when we were living with six people, you know, it was the six of us mm -hmm. in one apartment mm -hmm. for four years yeah. here in New York Yeah, during COVID. What a time. For two of those years. Crazy time. Was your plan after you decided to pursue performing instead of education, was your plan always when I graduate, I'm moving to New York? Yeah. It was always New York. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was like, it was either LA for TV and film mm -hmm. or New York for musical theater. Yeah. And that was like, that was it. Yeah. And so I chose musical theater because mm -hmm. that's what I got my degree in. Yeah. So then how was it when you came here? You have people was, here when you, yeah, it was community an easy here transition because I had, um, one of my friends that I met doing a contract before, uh, Corey and Charles, I met them, uh, doing a contract and they got an apartment and I just kind of stepped into that apartment. That's and so nice. it was an easy transition. Yeah. They helped me get a, a serving job uh, right off the, the bat. Yeah. And then I've, I have I just did that and did the whole performing grind. Doing yeah. You know, doing um, that and, and auditioning and mm -hmm. such. Wow. What would you say was the hardest thing about transitioning to New York? Probably just moving away from family. Mm. Mm -hmm. I would say. Outside of that, it was a, I like felt at home when I, when it came here, yeah. it was like, I, I don't know. It, it didn't feel overwhelming. I was, I thought it was going to be a lot more overwhelming than, yeah. than it actually ended up being. But I just really liked the hustle and bustle of the, of the city yeah. and the pace of it and stuff. Uh, back when I was young, <laughs> we still like the pace. No, I know we do. Yeah. Maybe a better question would have been, what do you think is a lesson that you learned in that transition? That everything is temporary. Yeah. Uh, contracts, jobs, uh, everything is temporary. Yeah. And, and that has been kind of a motto that I've been like, especially when, when there's been tough seasons yeah. that I've gone through that motto of like this two shall pass mm -hmm. slash like everything is temporary mm -hmm. can be very helpful of course. To, to get through that. Of yeah. Just being like, there's a time limit on this. I don't know how long or yeah. what that time limit is, but yeah. there's going to be a time limit. 
And that goes for both ways of like really awesome seasons of, of, of blessings and things that come along. And I think that can help you become a little bit more appreciative mm-hmm. and a little bit more in the, like living in the moment yeah. to know that like, Hey, you know, eventually this is going to end. So like, let's just really live this up and appreciate this for what this is. It's kind of backtracking a little bit, but a lot of people, when I asked for, when we asked for questions about what people wanted to know, asked about your journey with your faith. And if that's what you, how you grew up, if you grew up in a Christian home, if you, when you found that for yourself as an adult, like what was, so what was that? What was that journey like for you? I grew up in a Christian home, uh, grew up as a Christian. And, but I feel like it wasn't until college when I started to, actually build a relationship yeah. with, you know, God and, and Christ. Uh, because up until that point, I was just kind of, you know, I was going to church. I was going through the motions, going to church because my parents went to church and that's just what we did. Yeah. But until you like start to step out on your own, become an adult and mm-hmm. you're not under your parents' payment plan and all yeah. these things <laughs> that you have to actually start doing things on your own, mm-hmm. you start to now rely a little bit more on uh, prayer and yeah. God and yeah. things. That's when I started to get closer in in that category. Mm-hmm. My faith journey, it's like ebbing and flowing. Like where there, there are certain moments, it's like embarrassing to say because I like I wish I could say that it, it's I would I've been this saint of a person that just I wake up and I pray for an hour and no, I go to bed. And no I pray one is, for it, you know, and it's like I'm in my I'm in the word every single day. Yeah. You know, and I'm studying it. And there's just like times when I'm not. And mm-hmm. there time every but every time I've gotten into a habit of prayer, mm-hmm. I have definitely noticed a difference. Yeah. And it's just funny for when you think about, I think you talked about this before of, of, of like your priorities, mm-hmm. your pillars of like, what's the top priority. Yeah. And as a person of faith, you know, you always say, people usually say like, well, God first yeah, and then family yeah, and then, you know, career. Yeah. When it comes to actually your bandwidth and your time yeah. and what you put into it, mm-hmm. it typically flips up. And that's definitely, definitely the, the, the case for me. And it sounds bad but I feel like the way that you can start that is like anything like working out in yeah. the beginning you need to schedule it in your calendar yeah for sure you know and put it in your calendar mm-hmm. stay consistent with it and then you start to see results and the same thing I think for spending time in the word and yeah. praying yeah that's when you can start to grow your faith mm-hmm. and grow more of a connection and relationship mm-hmm. uh, with a, a higher power yeah with God you know, whatever you believe in. I don't think that sounds bad because that's what you have to do with a, with an earthly relationship. Right. Like with the marriage, we have to schedule time. That's for us. Right. Otherwise all time is business time versus like personal time where we're just having quality time as husband and wife. Mm-hmm. And you have to schedule those things. And it's the exact same. Anyone you want to build a relationship with, you have to schedule time to be in a relationship with them. And that's just how it is. I don't, I think that it's, it's no different with, with God. We have to, we have to plan it mm-hmm. or else it's not going to happen. Absolutely. Another common inquiry mm-hmm. about your hair loss journey. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, when I met you, you had a full head of hair. I had no idea that you'd had a hair transplant, but um, you know, people always asking like 
why get the procedure? Why, when did you start losing your hair? Why did yep. you choose to get the procedure? You know, all things, things like that. This kind of going back to your question of like, you never cared about what people thought. Yeah. Well, this was an area that sure. I did, but it was more about myself and yeah. my own uh, self-conscious and insecurity yeah. around this. It wasn't necessarily of anybody pointing it out, Yeah. but I like at 18 years old started balding. Uh, so like senior in high school and it, it was like aggressive it by, by the time I graduated college, it was extremely thin up top. Yeah. The, the receding hairline was like back here in the middle of my, my head. I, I have pictures of it Yeah. since I was in musical theater and I wanted to be a lead yeah. in, in, in shows. Right. I didn't see a ton of bald guys. Right. Uh, and not to say that you can't be right. Because there are there, I I know there there are like Vin Diesel, The Rock. You yeah. know there are plenty. There are plenty of. I, I know there are plenty of options. Yeah. But for the majority, especially in theater, oh, theater is different. In theater, the, not, theater not is in slightly TV different film, than in theater. Yeah. I just saw a lot of full full head of hair. Yeah. And so it was just something for me personally. Yeah. I was really self conscious about, and so. And I tried, I mean, I have tried everything under the sun. Yeah, you have. Done, and you're very diligent with I'm everything that you do. extremely diligent. Yeah. You know, and there there are a lot of, you know, you can do your own research, but, you know, there's a lot of different ways that you can prevent, you know, preventative measures. You can take finasteride. There's different doses of that that can help block t DHT, which is the hormone that makes your hair loss mm -hmm. uh, in guys. Uh, so that's one minoxidil, which is a common ingredient in Rogaine, which helps stimulate. That's hair. topical. That's topical okay. or oral. Okay. They have both. Um, that can help with uh, stimulating hair growth. Mm -hmm. It kind of brings blood flow, basically. It's not guaranteed to sure. give you new hair. Sure. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. The only thing that really guarantees hair yeah. is a hair transplant. Sure. I've done red light laser therapy. Mm-hmm. I continue to do that. Mm -hmm. I, I do all of that. Yeah. And that's, again, another way to stimulate hair growth by bringing more attention to the scalp mm -hmm. and, and blood flow. And I think all those things have definitely helped slow down the process, but nothing brings back hair mm. as uh, that I've noticed in myself sure. at, as much as a hair transplant. Right. Because you're literally taking hair follicles right. and putting, putting them, them there on top. Yeah putting your own hair follicles from the back and the sides and putting it on top. Yeah. And I did that in 2014. That was the first one that I did. And it totally, I mean, I mean, I, I, my confidence went through the roof because yeah. of it. Now uh, hair transplants, I, I can, I totally understand that it's, it's very much like a privileged thing to be able to do. There are, there are financial or there are, cheaper ways of doing it. If you want to like go overseas and stuff, it's just, you want to do a lot of research, make sure that it's a board certified doctor, you know, a hair, hair person, uh, to be able to do that. But, um, cause it's the price you're, it's on the pricier side yeah. of things to yeah. be able to do that. But yeah. for me, I, it was worth it because yeah. it really helped my confidence. Yeah. And so that was a big, big thing for me. So when we're, if we're talking about self-image and insecurities and what something that I've been self-conscious about. It's mm -hmm. definitely been that, Yeah, uh, you know, that's a hard topic. Cause some people are like, you know, you should be happy with what God, like what God made you, yeah. like how God made you. Yeah. Like you should be happy in that. And I, I, I agree. I like, I agree to that. Like yeah. there, if you are 
super secure in who you are and you're totally bald and you're just embracing that. That's awesome. Right. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I think they're like, that's, that's so great. Not everybody should get one, but for me, yeah. it was just, it was a confidence thing. Yeah. And it made a difference in my life. And if you have the means and if you are, you know, we have the technology to be able to do something. Yeah. And you want to do it, then I don't see a problem with that. I mean, I kind of liken it to being like, oh, I'm not going to wear makeup because God didn't make my eyelashes black. So I don't get to make my eyelashes black. <laughs> like, no, no, I'm going to be wearing some makeup <laughs> yeah. because I feel I just have a different air about myself when I'm wearing makeup because I feel more put together. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's not as extreme as a hair transplant, but right. there are small things that we all do daily that make us feel better about ourselves. Yeah. And w- what's what's wrong with that from right. the way that we dress to the way that we style our hair I mean, even to, to like anything. nose jobs and 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 chin and like different things like that that sometimes people look down upon it yeah in a way which yeah. I, I i just don't necessarily agree with it all comes back around to the like who are we to judge someone else's choice totally and that's that yeah and that's <laughs> that has being in a relationship slash being married helped you grow in character yes absolutely I, th- I think it, it helps you grow in patience in a lot of areas that because you're you're choosing to be with somebody who is going to inevitably annoy you in some way. And I yeah, like of I, course. That, just, that sounds bad, but it's just like we're all human it's beings and you're just never going to find somebody that's absolutely perfect in no every is. single way. And nobody is. Yeah. That was something that I... In the past, and I, I think I talked about this yeah. in the last uh, podcast, but where I thought as soon as, like, I would like, you know, I would like somebody, yeah. but then as soon as there was something yeah. that was, like, not annoying exactly right. or irking yeah. or not right or, yeah. or you know, some quote-unquote flaw, yeah. as bad as that sounds, mm-hmm. I was like, well, there, there's probably somebody more like the one for me yeah totally like that whole notion i, I know that we get a lot yeah like that's, we get I mean, a lot of comments i was gonna say another one when of the did qu- you know she was the one yes that's such a common question i knew she was a one <laughs> yeah. i didn't know if she was the one there was no real moment yeah we just like we continued to get to know each other mm-hmm. cultivated a relationship as we continued to build a relationship and grow together it just became a choice like it comes down to a choice yeah and I chose you. I'm happy that you did. Oh. Back at you. <laughs> what advice would you give to a younger version of yourself? Oh, boy. <laughs> the effort is more important than results. Mm. Praising effort mm. more than the results that you get. Mm-hmm. Because society does that enough. Yeah. Where we get so results driven and, yeah. and performance driven. Mm-hmm. But to praise the effort yeah like uh, uh, how, how far how someone has come actually, yes and how far you've come yeah and the effort that that took to get there yes as opposed to just the result in general yes that's a good one that's a powerful one okay ready for some fun ones love it some of them are similar to the ones you asked me so what's your cocktail of choice my first brain goes to old-fashioned your first brain <laughs> my first brain my first brain my first thought goes to a mezcal old-fashioned oh yeah or actually a mezcal Negroni. Oh, I like either one of those. Okay, it's mm-hmm. I would say I would say the first the first one is old fashioned. I okay. love an old fashioned. Okay. A smoky old fashioned. Mm, yeah. If they have that. If they my, have that. What's a pet peeve of yours that I do? Okay. You've gotten better at this. Uh oh. She she loves to clean and has a hard time stopping 
cleaning when we're trying to have to be productive in, in something or, mm. or like after I just finish uh, making a meal again, you've done, you've gotten mm. a lot better at this, mm-hmm. but like just finished making a meal and like it's ready. And then she just continues to do her task. And yeah. my, my cook, Your my cooking and my hard cold. work is getting cold yeah. and it's not going to be as good. Yeah. And so I'm like, no, you need to like, can you, can <laughs> drop you come everything? Right now? <laughs> no, that's fair. Yeah. What's your favorite musical? West Side Story. Or mm. next to normal. Oh, the dramas. I know. What's your favorite Disney movie? Oof, uh, Lion King. Oh, if we're going so good. Yeah, if we're not not counting Pixar. No. What's your favorite go to weeknight dinner? Well, we don't we don't we don't we we're snackers. I thought we, you were gonna say cheese and crackers. I was gonna say that's <laughs> what I was gonna say. It was like we're snackers. We always like eat cheese and crackers all the time, uh, which is a nice, well balanced meal. Uh huh. Very but colorful. I love I love a salmon. I I love a salmon and uh, on a salad. Yeah, that has been a, super a go-to easy, for us. And it tastes so good. Yeah, it is. It tastes so healthy too. Yes. What's your favorite family tradition from when you were growing up? For Easter, we would do f- football. We would do two and touch football, and it was my dad's side. And we would do that every Easter, and that was super fun. That's really fun. Yeah, it was. Aww. And then everybody got older and, and more lazy. Sure. <laughs> including myself. <Yeah. laughs> like, that just sounds like so much work. And yeah. so then that kind of died out. But as a kid, that was a fun tradition to grow up on. Last one. Okay. Can you cook? Of course. <laughs> I am the cook. He is the cook. I am the I cook. I do not cook. She doesn't. And you do a great job. But when you job. do, you do a good job. Yeah, but I just like unthaw things that were frozen. Or dump a, dump a salad from a bag into a bowl. Yeah. I can do that well, and I cannot overdress it. That's true. That's true. You're good at not overdressing it. Thank you. You're welcome. And that concludes our interview. Wow. Wow. Well, that was fun. That was fun. Thanks for everything you shared, babe. Of course. I feel like we need a part two to go deeper on some things, and some things we didn't even touch on that yeah. I would love to talk about. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll have to touch on those later on. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we will. Thank you. (laughs) And if you haven't yet, please leave us a review. It helps push our podcast out there so it can reach as many people as possible. We wanted to do this so we could bring value to people and your reviews get this in front of more people's faces. I hear five stars is preferable. So (laughs) preferable. If you, if you want to give us five stars, that'd be great. We appreciate you all very much. We like to end our podcast by saying Oh, you really came in aggressive. <laughs> Hope I didn't blast out your you eardrums. Absolutely bass, but full belt bass. Yeah. I was being a troll. You were being a troll? Yeah. That's what I was channeling. We talked about trolls. Can't <laughs> wait. Internet Can't trolls. wait to see it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you love you do love trolls, the movie though. They're great movies. Oh. <laughs>